Praise God. Uh, yeah, let's, you know, <clears throat> you know, ministry requires um, training and much commitment. Ministry requires discipline. The exercise is just, let me call it an exercise, or the short little exercise that we just want that too for the space of six hours is, is just a discipline. It's just a way of you disciplining the flesh. Do you know that? If you had stayed with Netflix on, an, on a very interesting show, and somebody told you that this show is interesting, they, they've hyped it, I mean, do you know that? You will not be tired. You will watch it all night, and even you'll be watching sleep, where are thou? I don't even get what I'm saying. But you see, we've not trained our... We've not learned to train our... We've not trained... We need to train our flesh to handle spiritual things. That's why we are ministers of the gospel. Fasting, praying. We need to train ourselves. And that's what is called discipline. Do you know that? The reason why many of us can't do this thing on our own at all is just because we lack discipline. Why we can't pray on our own, fast on our own, feed on God's word on our own, go through this kind of rigorous exercise on our own is because we lack discipline. Discipline, that's just all. You and I need to discipline ourselves. You have to. You have to learn to discipline yourself. Give yourself a tax. Tell yourself, for the next seven hours, I'm going to be praying. I'm going to get myself talking in tongues. You may not necessarily have to start and all of those things. But you can just discipline yourself. And say, okay, throughout today, is tongues day. The only boss I will have, will be maybe I want to eat, I want to, somebody calls me and it's very urgent and all of those. You can have that kind of discipline. But you know that we think it as so boring because we have not trained our flesh on those things. We've trained our intellect and our flesh on movies, gist. Do you know that? The way we stay on social media these days, we can scroll Instagram and we will not be tired. What of you? Don't lie. You have done it. Two hours you're on Instagram. Checking what is not lost. Communicating with someone today, this, this morning. But imagine you take that same two hours and say, ah, let me pray now. Let me just use it to pray instead of wasting my time. Do you know how much benefit that will gain? That will give you. The Bible says, either pray in tongues and the fight itself. Hope you know that when you when you are on those things, you're not defying yourself. They're just feeding on junks. I'm not saying it's bad though. So that when I go and post food tomorrow, so when I say, Pastor, you say, Instagram. <laughs> no, <laughs> praise God. So learn to discipline your flesh. Learn to discipline your flesh. Learn to discipline your flesh. Learn, learn it. Fasting. Do you fast? Many of us don't know how to fast again. 
was this that 6 to 12 p.m. that you did when you were small, that your parents forced you to do when you were small? That's still the kind of mentality you have about fasting. No! Can you stay without food and water? I say, okay, 6 to 6 at least. I mean, people with me know now that it's not 6 to 6 anymore. <laughs> Oh, bless you. <laughs> Can you discipline yourself and say, okay, at least six to six, no food, no water, I'm just going to feed on spiritual exercise. Give myself to the world. Give myself to prayer. Give myself to meditating on God's word. Can you discipline yourself in such a way? As a minister of the gospel, you need to learn these basics. You need to. You say, is it necessary? <laughs> you saw your master, your Lord, do 40 days. 40. How much example do you need? Moses did 40. You know, there's no explicit scripture in the, in the Bible that says you must fast. There's explicit scripture in the Bible that says you should pray. Someone has said, I don't think fasting is New Testament. Ha. Jesus in the New Testament fasted. Paul said in fasting often. So learn to discipline yourself. You can say this week I want to feed on the word about four, four hours every day. You can make it happen. Just the same way you stay committed to a movie. Just the same way you commit to something. You need to have a sense of commitment to your spiritual life. You need to. You're a minister of the gospel. You're not, you're not Jay-Z, you're not Beyonce, you're not, you're not a celebrity. You're a minister of the gospel. You are someone who is headed somewhere. You are someone who your prayer life, men are, men are going to depend on that. Nations are going to depend on that. And see, I saw something for all of us in this meeting. That from this meeting, nations will be better from you. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I saw it for you. States, places, people, nations. I see many of us rising up and taking a nation. The Lord sending you and saying, oh, for the next two years of your life, go to this country. Just go and stay there. Plant a walk and that walk will spring forth. But you know it actually takes discipline to do such a thing. If you have not learned to discipline yourself in following the leading of God's spirit, you won't do it. Some of you love them. You know, I preach to that person. You say, ah, ah, Lord, be looking at this now before you tell me. So you have in your spirit though, that you should pray. You say, I will pray later. So you wake up in the morning, Spirit of God says, can't you just fast today? And you already plan how you will order that food. <laughs> or somebody, and you know that's the day. The day that maybe the day you do not have a prepared fine, prepared uh, or pre-planned fine fasting or something. That's the day, or that you not wake, you just woke up in the morning, you just say, me just fast today. That's the day somebody will just call you, one devilish call. How far? I'm bringing you food. Ha! Ah. You know, I'm calculating. I didn't actually plan to fast today. I can actually do it tomorrow. <laughs> That's lack of discipline. 
lack of discipline. You will have told your friends, let's pray today. You say, you know, I just eat my leg on this thing. I just think we should postpone it. <laughs> Laziness is doing you. <laughs> just say you know what to pray. I've, in this life, I've seen the... <laughs> I have seen the most stupid excuse for people not coming for prayer meeting in this world. So they'll say, ah, wow. Really? You, you see the prayer meeting? Ah, have you have not seen it since. Oh, you know, something just came. Why did you allow it to come up? <laughs> you know, there's a people that supposed to come for this meeting. Oh, because we said it is. Prayer meeting, ah. <laughs> so, We'll come Saturday evening. When we'll, when we'll have Holy Ghost meeting, we'll come and flow with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Learn to discipline yourself. Learn it. It's commitment. You need to learn it. You need to learn to place your body under a suggestion. You need to place yourself under those things. You can tell yourself, okay, tune out today. I'm not going to eat a whole day. As I'm not eating, I'm just going to stay on God's word. I'm going to feed on God's word. I'm going to pray. It's possible. It is. You are the one that will just tell yourself, I want to do it. Just the same way. You told yourself this evening, I want to pray. And you prayed. You know, nobody forced you and you skin on you. You know, you could easily have walked out. But you stayed. That's discipline. Ensure you allow that same thing continue in your life. That's discipline. You can't be a minister of the gospel and live life like everybody else. No. That is exactly why you are a minister of the gospel. That's exactly why people say they don't want to marry a pastor. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. That's the that's that's what I've heard the most in this world. Sorry. <laughs> Look at First Corinthians nine. First Corinthians nine. Let's hear just something very short. This actually that's not really my sermon, but I want to share something about commitment. That's a bit of my sermon, child. Anyway, let's see. Let's see. First Corinthians nine. First Corinthians nine. Let's see, uh, let's quickly hear this and we'll just take a short rest and we'll be back. 1 Corinthians 9. Let's see, from verse, uh, let's start from, let's see, from, uh, let's see verse 27. 1 Corinthians 9. It says, but I keep my body under subjection. But I keep my body and bring it under subjection, lest that by enemies I have preached to others, and I myself become a castaway. That lest I preach to others, I myself become a castaway. Look at verse 16 in that same nine, first Corinthians 9. It says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. You and I need to know what commitment means. How will Paul say, 
Do you know what the word means? It means he is down. Somebody like, cost is me. On something that, you know, Paul could easily have done away with the gospel and not preach it. Nobody would fight him. I don't think he had talked like that before. You know, we used to shout, Paul, 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 Paul. But Paul had an option, just like you. Paul could easily have just said, I'm not interested, I'm going home. Or this one, instead of me persecuting people, I've persecuted people before, let me just stay quiet and calm. But Paul said, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. So that shows you and I must see certain things as a responsibility. We must see certain things as a responsibility. We must see certain things in our life as a responsibility. You know, <laughs> the reason why Paul will make such a statement is because he is committed to the gospel. If he wasn't committed to the gospel, he won't make such a statement. What are you committed to? This morning, what are you committed to? If only we can be committed to the gospel like the way we are committed to our phones, you know, we might have reached the world. What are you committed to? You know, the divine purpose is you seeing that you are set out to do something that is not about you. That's the divine purpose. Do you have a purpose on your life? Are you seeing certain things as, ah, this is my call for life? Is this your call for life? Preaching the gospel, healing the sick, getting men saved, getting men filled with the Holy Ghost, being loud about the gospel. You know, posting quotes of the gospel. Is not is not yet reaching men because people that would like it are Christians. Hope you know. <laughs> you must be committed to something to make sure that your hands are dirty with it. That God rain come shine. I am still on this course. You and I, as a Christian, must learn commitment. We must. We must. We must. You know, some Christians will say, mm, ah, I'm not committed to anything. My only commitment is to God alone. And yet, they can't even stay faithful as an usher. They can't even stay faithful with one disciple. You see them today in this place. Tomorrow, they'll tell you, Pastor, I don't think, I don't, I don't think this, I don't think this disciple is supposed to be my disciple. <laughs> you know, I've heard all sort of things in this world. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Say, no, the way this is being, I don't think that's my own. Ah, 
Did you know duels? What are you committed to? What are you committed to? What are you dedicated to? What are you dedicated to? You must ensure that you are committed and dedicated to something. You know, it's, it starts with little parts. And help me buy. You know, there's some people that you cannot say that they are. Many of us have those kind of friends that when you give them an assignment like that, you tell them, do me, do, help me do this thing, they will fail you. Because you know, they will, they will not do it. But you see, you and I must learn to have one commitment. A commitment that you can put your life through with it. You must be ready to stay through with it. You must make commitment that it is no longer about you. You must ensure you make commitment that the commitment is no longer about you. It shouldn't even be. Because if it's about you, human being has a selfish mentality. All of us here are selfish. You are selfish about one thing. But you know that the true test of a spiritual growth is where you, you value others more than yourself. How many of you know that? And that's the true test of spiritual growth. When you, when you consider others more than yourself. So, you must make commitment. Both in pain and, and when you make commitment, it's not going to, it's not that you said you will, you will stay, that you will pray today. Doesn't mean that everything will work around in your favor for you to pray. Oh, you know. It is when you have even told yourself to, you will pray. That is when things will go against you not praying. But commitment is in the hard circumstance. I must take it. I must. I must. You and I must learn to stay true with the world. We must. You know, a commitment is something you live for. A commitment is something you live for. A commitment is something you you are born for. That somebody know you and say, Ah, Abraham, this is you. This is what you are formed to in all this. They should be able to say, Ah, this brother, you cannot catch him not praying. He is so committed to it. They must be able to look at you and say, This sister, ah, if she's not. In church, she's probably in outreach. She's not in outreach. She's probably praying. You know, they should know your life that way. That's commitment. What you live for. I see. Don't make commitment of groups. 
And because my friends made this commitment, that's my own commitment too. Or because my husband <laughs> made this commitment, that is my own too. No! You must individualize your own. This is my own. This is my own commitment. This is what I have chosen to live for. This is what I have chosen to die for. Just imagine the commitment. <laughs> Guys, let's take a look at something. Just imagine the commitment of the devil. He's so committed to doing evil. And he's caught out. That once anything happens in the world like this, we just say, ah, that's the devil. Evil. <laughs> he's so committed to his work. Just imagine all of us have the focus. I'm not trying to give the devil an example. I'm just showing you a sign of something. This guy is so committed to stealing, killing, and destroying. Everywhere. We just finished a pandemic. You didn't have a one, one thing moved again. <laughs> the guy is not resting. <laughs> just to tell you the truth, he's not resting. That's commitment. For you, believer, born of God, born of power, born of the Spirit. Your own government is like me. Remember this? It's so small and pro by every minute of surgery. <laughs> <laughs> when you make a commitment, nothing should change it. Nothing. If you have committed yourself to say, ah, every night, 10 to 11 pm, I will pray. If you think that is when you will now get one high paying job, hope you know that will be paying $150 million. You say, ah, God. But <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's discuss. This can't be commitment. <laughs> Even if they offer that, you say, I am committed to something. If you look silly, imagine you tell your, your father or your mom, you say, why did you not get the job? I pray again to them. Ah. But you can pray 11 to 12. You people will reason it for you. You will reason it. You say no. That is what is commitment. You don't say no. I am committed to that time. And nothing can change it. You know, as a minister, you should have weeks, months. Seasons, days, where you just say, oh, this is my fasting day, this is my fasting season, this is my prayer times. You know, you should have those kind of things. And you are committed to it. You know, when you are not faithful with little, God can't trust you with much. Hope you know that. I say that often. When you are not faithful with little, God can't trust you with much. You cannot be committed to one thing. Don't expect that God will give you a big ministry. If you're not committed to one disciple, one soul, don't expect to have one million members. So. Hope you know. I mean, don't say, I don't, my dream is not to have one million members. It's a lie. You must even have the dream. Even if you don't have the dream, you must have it. Because the gospel is for all the world. Praise God. If you're not committed to two disciples, don't expect to have 20 million. No. 
committed are you? How committed are you? You know, as used to say this, many of us have abandoned some people just because we were not committed. So few of us here, we, we just let some people hang in. You didn't reply their message anymore. You didn't, and it's not, and, and they're actually very serious to the gospel. You didn't, you just didn't call them anymore because you didn't, you didn't know what to do. Please go back to them. I beg you. Some few of you, some two, three of you, this, this call across for you. Please go back to them. Let your commitment be renewed. Call them back and say, oh, I'm sorry. Say you are sorry. Because you actually you should be sorry now. You are the one that left them. Some of them had interest in the gospel. Some of them, some of them reached out to you for questions. Some of them, you, you know their interest, but you left them. And probably the Spirit of God will prompting them in your heart. You left them. No, please go back to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Did, did I bless someone? Oh, shoot. Nobody's responding. Everybody's sleepy. <laughs> Praise God. You must be committed to something. Praise God. So, few of the things you should be committed to. Number one, you should be committed to pray. You should be committed to pray. Why should you be a believer and you should not pray? First Thessalonians 5 verse 17 tells you to pray always. Colossians 4 verse 2 3 says, Continue in prayer. Ephesians 6 18 says, Praying always. Praying always. First Corinthians 4 verse 18 says, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you, or you must be committed to praying. A believer must be committed to praying. You should have a dedication to pray. You can't, you know, you can't say you are committed to God and the cause of the gospel and not have a prayer life. You must have a prayer life. Oh. Tell your neighbor, say you must have a prayer life. If the person beside you is the way the person is, I say you must be, you must have a prayer life. You must have a prayer life. You must, oh. Don't, don't depend on General reality. Oh, your disciple has told you, your disciple has told you you have prayed two hours before you. There's a problem. Don't lie. There's a way they can announce prayer meeting. And for some reason, you don't know what to pray. You're waiting for that prayer meeting. <laughs> I'm revealing some of this secret, right? <laughs> because I've done it before. <laughs> You'll be waiting to say, ah, Shabi, Friday is coming. They said six hours. <laughs> you, you, you would have said, it's time for you to pray. You say, let me watch Netflix. Friday is coming. And you know the funniest thing? Something will not happen that Friday. The prayer will not happen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you, I'm talking to you from experience. <laughs> you must have a prayer life. Don't build your prayer life on general prayer meeting. Have your own personal. Personal. Personal prayer life. One thing I did before this meeting, I know that all of you are coming here to pray. And I don't want to be an hypocrite. So you know what I did? I prayed all the prayer that all of you are going to pray in this meeting first. It's a discipline. I prayed it first so that at least if anything warrants that anything get busy, that I won't be able to pray, at least I prayed. 
And thank God there was not too much busy. We all prayed together. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must have a personal prayer life. Don't say you are committed to God and you don't have a personal prayer life. No! Pray! Wake up and pray. Ministry power is a prayer power. You can't preach the gospel without praying. See, prayer will back your message up with power. Prayer will make the person you are preaching to want to receive the gospel. I can tell you for a fact. I can tell you the difference between not praying and prayer. If you are not praying, it's strategy. You are just calculating how God uses the word on this message. <laughs> when I say it like this, the person has no option. But to believe. You will struggle a lot in your delivery, in your expression, if you are not praying. The reason why a lot of preachers don't have expressions of the move of the spirit, don't have expressions of, don't have expressions, is because they don't pray. And you know this country has spoiled people. There's one meeting me and my guy went for. Prayer meeting, it was, it was like coffee. You know? <laughs> They didn't even pray again. They just, they just wish us prayer. They wish us well in prayer. <laughs> they, they wish us well in prayer. And the next thing is everybody was dancing. Rattlesnake. I mean, is it rattle? Rattle. Rattle. Uh, rattle something. I don't know. And if you see the energy in the rattle, where prayer was, when they were discussing prayer, everyone was, wow, hallelujah. Everyone was moving in. Oh, prayer. But when it was time for rattle, ah, it was as though people want to tumble. You know what they say? <laughs> what they say? They want to do all this backflip or <laughs> gymnastic. It was such. I was like, wow. Please don't get spoiled with that kind of life. I beg you. There's a way people can sweet talk. I've seen some sweet pictures these days. You wonder, wow. <laughs> You, you will almost get enticed that why am I even praying this long? What's the essence? You'll get enticed. Please don't have a prayer life and be committed to one. And don't let anyone talk you out of prayer. There's people who can talk you out of prayer. It's America. Ah, everything is working. <laughs> Ministry is not working well. We are still praying. Everything is working. People are, people are turning to it day by day. It's not working here though. We need the power of prayer to change those lives. How do you get what I'm saying? How do you change lives? I mean, how many people have encountered people? A lot of people, they say they, they left church because their questions can't be answered. By the church. You will preach it to them, they will say, I'm not an atheist. Why? I, when I was younger, I, I had so much questions. Ask me, it's too late. We need to pray. Have a personal prayer life. So that when you talk, when you it will look as though you know what you are saying. Why why do you think Jesus was always on the edge? Jesus knew how to answer everybody. He knew what to do part-time. He knew how to undo everything. Prayer. I was just, you know, one time I looked at the scriptures and I, started, I kind of looked for 
how Jesus must have been resting. That, that's how I think many a times. I just look for little, little details. How would Jesus have been resting in the scripture? Because the Bible says he will pray all night. All night in the Jewish calendar means 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. You know, we, we have not started now. I mean, we should, I mean, we should just continue. <laughs> ah, I like you. I like you. <laughs> you know, and then the, the next thing is the Bible says, in the, and they, they also said something. They also said, in the early hours of the morning, Jesus was seen in the mountain praying. Ah, so I'm not wondering. So does that mean that after that cease, he continued it? That, that's a thing. <laughs> Till I find out those questions, I need to, I need to, I really need to study those things. Does that mean that he continued it here? Because it was as though they had activity every day. They were working from one place to another. So, bro, when are you having time to rest? So, that will mean most of his life depending on prayer. And he was committed to it. He was. He was committed to it. You know, you can travel, you can have a fun fair, you can have a meeting, a get together, a, a party, and everything. Plan your prayer life involved in those things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Plan it. It means that, see, this I do something. If I know that where I'm going will not afford me to have time to pray with people, I will have doing the G to shock those days. That, that's me. If I know that where I am going, maybe I'm going to be, you know, when you are around people, you cannot, you have to socialize, you cannot be for me, what man is saying, uh, you know, let me go and know. I don't try to do those things. If I will have started studying hours and upon hours to cover just those two to three days, I'll be one day. That's how I do it too. If I come back, I will not double up again. It's a commitment. You can't say, ah, she, ah, she beat was wedding. <laughs> wedding. You forgot your life. <laughs> when is not the marriage supper of the lamb? <laughs> you, for, you forgot it. I'll say, ah. Like, just like we said earlier, she be, ah, my friend died. Ah, God, God can understand. Let me mourn. Bible says there's a time for everything. There's also a time in the morning to pray. Sorry, that is how it is. Unforeseen circumstances will happen, but it must not change it. It must not change you. Unforeseen circumstances will happen. Don't let it affect your prayer life. Be committed to that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Be committed to your study life too. Number two, be committed to your study life. How much do you study God's word? How much? You know, you have to be so full of the word that you can be able to preach it. How much do you commit to studying it? How much do you just think through it? Do you know Many of the things I've said now in the last couple of 20 minutes now is not all the details you regret. You have to hear it again. Hope you know. You might think you are hearing, but you are not obviously hearing. It took me a long time in Christianity to understand this. There are several messages I will play that I've played like on, not to exaggerate, let me just say 100 times, and I'm still rewinding. Ah! Because 
They're just vital details. How much do you give yourself to those things? How much do you meditate on that as a minister of the gospel? How much do you do those things? And you know you're not doing it for preaching. You're not doing it because, oh, I have a, I have a sermon to preach tomorrow. No, you are doing it because that is your life. That is what you are committed to do. Your commitment must have a focus. A commitment that does not have a focus is not going anywhere. It must have a focus, a specific direction. So that's why you, your, your commitments go, your commitments should kind of have a structure that you must not break. If you break it, don't pull it up. Don't say, there are times, see, one thing I've been able to do in the last couple of months, I make sure I read the episodes at least one episode every day. If I skip a day, I will double up. I will read two the next day. I won't say, ah, she be yesterday as far as God has forgotten it that day. It's the message of the Lord that I knew every morning. <laughs> no. Double up. Double up. Have those things. And see, these are the times to build them now. See, life will get super busy for every one of you. I'm saying this, I don't know, I'm just saying this. Life will soon get super, super busy. It is what you build now that will carry you on. Many of us will soon have children. Many of us will soon have commitment, family commitments. All of those things, busy work attitude, work life. If you have not instilled a prayer culture in your life, a study culture in your life now, it will be a problem then. That is why a lot of people backslide. I'm telling you. I've had several conversations with many people. That's why they backslide. Because they did not have a commitment. So when all of those life pressures come in, they don't know where to fit it in again. Add those commitments now. Have it now. Nothing is stopping you. Replace Instagram times. Twitter times with it. I'm not saying don't do them, but just, just be wiser with yourself. And be deliberate with yourself. Your commitment must have a focus. Are you committed to a preacher? To a local church? To something? To a person? How committed are you in following somebody? Many of us will follow different people. You will be confused. Follow one. Pick one and say, this is the one. Don't follow everybody in the body of Christ. Following everybody is following no one. What do you know? <laughs> like our, like what he said, President, for everybody and for no one. That means, <laughs> you can't live your Christian life and for all the preachers and for no one. <laughs> no, I'm one person you are following. I say, I'm stuck with this one for life. Don't be branching. I mean, tell you what they are doing. It's not your business. Hey, I want to quickly learn this one. Where did that person teach it? You get to what I'm saying? Be committed. Follow one person. Let it be known that you are going this direction. This is it. That is a Christian life. 
have that focus. It will keep. See, if you have that kind of focus, it will keep you going. It will. See, when you have a solid commitment, no one is really influencing you. You won't be. You won't be swayed. No one is saying. No one come and tell you. Ah, have you heard this? Ah, let me You will say, I don't have time. I have a lot of things to catch up on. See what I'm saying? Have a commitment. Be committed to that. Every preacher loves committed people. Everyone. Show it. Everyone loves committed people. Every preacher. You as a preacher here, you love people committed to you. Everyone. So be that committed person. Serve with the person. Live with the person. Hustle. Do you give? Are you committed in giving? A lot of us don't know how to give for the gospel. Some of you don't even know how to partner with ministries for the gospel. Do you give? Don't say, ah, all this sweat of these dollars that we are making. It's from my pocket too. Yes, your pocket and the gospel. Because that's the person you are committed to. Let your money be working. So they can reach your own. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does that make sense? That's commitment. So at least you know your own is doing one direction. Be committed. Be committed to giving. Give. You know, not giving is a proof that you don't believe in the work. When you are not giving, it means you don't believe in the work. You don't believe in what God is doing through the person. Have a commitment to give. Have a commitment to your friends, your family, those obligations, those natural things. Have commitments to them. Have commitments to them. The commitment also to the things of the Spirit. Paul told us in the epistles, he says, Tear up, convert. This is, there's a series I did recently, being effective with thoughts. I, I was explaining, steering off the things of the spirit, convert, forbid not to speak. Oh, give us those terminologies. Steer off the things of the spirit always. We're going to have a Holy Ghost meeting, a believer's meeting tonight, and we're trusting God for the move of the spirit this evening, this night. We're going to steer off the gifts of God at work in us. You have to be committed to those things. How hungry are you for the things of the Spirit? How committed are you to those things? How hungry are you to see the demonstrations of God's Spirit? Be committed to it. See, that is exactly how to be committed to God. That is exactly how to be committed to God. When you are committed in all of these things, that's how you are committed to God because you have a focus. Your Christian life is balanced. Your Christian life has a bearing. A lot of us, our Christian life don't have a balance. It doesn't have a bearing. See, don't do or don't pick. I'm saying this by way of instruction for you by God's Spirit. Don't do or don't pick things because of money. Run away from it. I beg you. Money can make you make the wrong decision. Money is good. Yes, I know. 
before you pick that job, pray about it. Is this God's will? Is this God's plan? Would this afford me to do God's ministry? Pray about it. Don't be opportunity-minded. Oh, money, 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 money. It will kill you. It will destroy you. It will make you lose the call. Every one of you has a call upon your life here. But please, as you are committed to God, one hindrance to all this commitment that I've listed can be money. Do you know? Is it that you are chasing it? You picked an opportunity for money? Or you love it so much that you can do anything for money? All of this commitment I've listed here this evening, this morning, sorry. Many of the hindrance is money. One of the reasons I will not make you stay committed in your prayer life is money. Is it that you pick a job that already that has entered your prayer life? Or you are working there over time? Or you are doing something for money? <laughs> I think it's what I'm saying. Don't be money-minded. Put the gospel first in view. Put your call first in view. See, how that we matter in eternity is the call to ministry, not your jobs. All of these things will perish. Everything will perish here. All that will matter in ministry is how many souls you save. How many lives you reached. Beware of money. Dear minister of the gospel in this meeting, I beg you, beware of money. Tell your neighbor, say beware of money. Beware. It's good though. Huh? Money will help the work. Is See, look at where we are. Is it not fine? No, no, tell me now. Hey, money will help the work. But see, eh? beware of money. Does that make sense to you? Beware of money. Anytime money is your motivation, you step out of God's will for your life. Anytime money is your motivation, you step out of God's will for your life. Never put money first. Never. Don't do it. I know. It's tough. I know. I know. People will call you names. People will say, you are not smart. People will say, you are not thinking wise. Ah, you see this golden opportunity. You are dropping it because of what? Because you have a call. You can do the ministry anywhere. <laughs> it's not like that. You have to follow the leading of the street. You know, there can be an opportunity in Shokoto here. And that's where you are. A big avenue here. But God will send you to Delaware with just $2 job. You know what? Ah, God does not love you. He does. He loves you so much. That's why he gives you that. It doesn't mean that that job will even have favor you. No. It doesn't mean that they have a $2 job. Everything will not be working fine. No. <laughs> it's commitment. Remember when they gave Paul an utterance in Acts 26, if you read that, he said, I am bound in the spirit to go to Jerusalem. Nothing can stop me. That's commitment. How committed are you to what you have in your hands? How committed are you to the call of God on your life? How committed are you to the ministry? How committed are you to your study life, to your prayer life, to your church, to your preacher, to giving, 
to the things of the spirit, how committed are you? Do you still know how to discipline yourself? Do you know how to control yourself? Or do you still live a selfish life? See, don't let conditions, unforeseen circumstances, change your commitment. Don't. Please don't. Do you have a commitment this this morning? I believe this is God's word for us in the in the in the now. I believe I be, I strongly believe it. I strongly believe this is what God wants you to hear this morning. I strongly believe it. Do you have a commitment? If you look at your notes now and everything I listed here, you see, see yourself shaking. You've not started your Christian life that strong. I think it's time you need to pray. I think it's time you need to figure it out. I think it's time to have a balanced life. To have a well-committed Christian life. An unshakable devotion. Unshakable Christian service. A life that people will say, Ah! That brother is committed. That sister is committed. If you don't, let's be on our feet and let's pray. I want you to ponder on the things I've shared to you this morning. Ponder on them. Do you really have a commitment? Do you have? Or did you have it before or you lost it? I want you to get it back in this video. Did you used to, you know, thank you, Father. You know, there are some of you, when you were younger, you had a commitment to give. But because you had tightened, it's not the will of God. You stopped. It shook your giving life. You know, some of you, you used to fast on Wednesdays. I said, see, two to three of you here in this meeting. Wednesdays was your fasting life. But you came in contact with the gospel. And you stopped. Or something stopped. Just one excuse, you know. When you, see, I want to about, that's why I say you must double up when you miss one day. One thing about commitment is this. If you miss one day, eh, you will see the opportunity to miss the next day. And once you make it like that the next day, the third day will eventually be an habit. Hope you know. Then you don't see it as, uh, your heart will not prick you anymore. But you know, you know, you used to have a commitment of prayer. Some of you used to say, midnight prayer, 12 to 1. They, they told you that when you were younger, then with the, with the message you heard, they told you that the midnight is the time you arrest the powers. There are powers of the 1 a.m. and the 2 a.m. You now came in contact with the gospel. It's time for you to replace it. And they pray the poor line, and they pray in tongues. You say, ah, God has done it in Christ now. Let me be sleeping. No power. You, as you are sleeping, you will confess me. How dare you, power? Come and touch me. You touch me. You touch me. You, you touch me by mistake, you die by correction. <laughs> <laughs> Did you used to have a commitment before? And you lost it. I need you to. This, you know what? Like I told you, this meeting is going to be much... God is going to show you things. He's going to speak to your heart. He's going to review your mistakes. I want you to get it today. And let nothing change it from this meeting. 
that you will get back to your meetings, to your states, to your cities, a committed Christian. A Christian committed to prayer, committed to the word, committed to the things of the Spirit, committed to giving, committed to your preacher, your local church, committed, committed to family, your friends, committed. You know, having supernatural friends is committed commitment. Hope you know. Having to keep in touch with your supernatural friends is commitment. Commitment. Checking up on them. Ha, emoji, are you okay? Are you still in the faith? Or have you left? <laughs> you know, these are questions we should be asking one another these days, especially in these times and seasons. Emoji, are you still in the faith? And when we say faith, we don't mean are you still in the gospel. We mean are you still praying? Are you still studying? Or you just hear the message and the thing touch you. You know the way you can hear messages like that. It just touch you. You have to boom, boom. Wow, wow. I will be committed. And you will not make a decision. You will make a decision now. <laughs> Praise God. You will make a decision now. That, ah, from today, August 7, I live a committed life. Lift your voice and let's pray. Lift your voice. Pray. Pray and as you are praying, start making those, those commitments in your heart. Start making decisions of what you will do when you get back to your cities, to your states, to your home, in your county, in your, in your, in your places. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. As you are praying, start making those commitments. That from today, August 7, 2021, I live a committed life. I live a life full of commitments. My prayer life is committed. I have a commitment to my prayer life. I have a commitment to my study life. Oh, You endeavor to study the word every day of Boku. Commitment to your preacher, to your church, to your local assembly, to give it to the things of the Spirit. Lift your voice and pray. Are you a committed Christian? Did you used to have a commitment? And you lost it. You can rake out your plans. Write out your plans and tell yourself, this is it. This is it. If you've never had a commitment before, you are hearing one now. Would you give yourself to prayer? Would you give yourself to the study of God's word? Lift your voice and pray. Make a commitment this morning. Make a commitment this morning. You have not come to this conference, so this meeting to go and do Something has to happen to you. Your life has to change. It has to. It has to. It has to. You are hearing what God wants you to hear now. You are hearing exactly what God wants you to hear now. Your life has to change. You have to live here better. You have to live here changed. You have to live here a responsible Christian. You have to live here a committed Christian. A man full of commitment. Full of focus. Commitment will bring you focus. It will bring you direction. If you are committed to your prayer life, you cannot lack direction. If you are committed to your sporting life, you can't lack direction. You can say, I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You will be praying now. You are hearing what God wants you to hear now. Pray for yourself. Lift your voice and pray. Are you committed? Are you a committed Christian? 
Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Oh God, 7, 2021, that your life will change forever. Your life will change forever. It will be a day where you got fresh commitment, fresh focus, fresh plans for your life and your ministry. Unbroken. If it is 20 minutes every day, you will just talk it us. You will do it. If you know you can't do one hour, start with 10 minutes. And grow with 10 minutes. You know you can't study much. Read one chapter. You know you can't do much. Listen to one message. Take your notes. Start with that and build with that. You must live a committed Christian life. Jesus adds that same one. Unbroken Christian devotion. Jesus adds the same. He adds the same. You will see Jesus in the synagogue every time. That's commitment. Jesus always praying. Cease to cease. Commitment. Preaching the gospel every time. Killing the sick every time. That's commitment. The disciples saw that. That was why in the book of Acts, they too continued consistently. In Acts 3, the Bible says, in the, in the night hour, it became a consistent thing. Prayer became a consistent thing in the book of Acts. That's commitment. Reaching out to souls became a commitment. We saw Paul. He said, cost is me. If I don't preach the gospel. You are hearing what God wants you to hear now. Make that plan. Make that focus. Make that devotion. That you are not that type of Christian who is, who is just toast everywhere. Looking from left to right. You have a focus. You know where you are going. You have a direction. You have a direction with your life and your ministry. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Your life has to change in this meeting. It has to. It has to change. Lift your voice and pray. You are receiving corrections of God's Spirit. God's Spirit is permeating through your soul. Correcting you, making you adjust certain habits. Making you adjust your sleeping habits. Making you adjust your your time given to frivolities. God's Spirit is shaping that for you already. Be open to that. Be open. Be open. Eat your voice and pray. Eat your voice and just pray. Pray for yourself this power, this time, this minute. That this morning section it gives you a redefining. It gives you a, a fresh direction. It makes you know what to do and you do it well. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. You are not easily influenced. You are not somebody who is easily influenced. Who is moving all around. Because you have a direction. Because you know where you are headed to. You know somebody who is a little be committed. You know you can even be committed to 
your natural thing is so strong. That same commitment, you can take it there. You know the same commitment you have to your job. You can take it to your Christian life. Have a commitment this morning. Have a commitment this morning. Pray, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Have a commitment this morning. A commitment for God's work. Have it this morning. Have a commitment this morning. Make those plans. Get back to those prayer walks again. Get back to those devotions again. Get back to those night, night prayer again. Get back to those always plugging in on messages again. Have a commitment. Have a commitment. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Hallelujah.